Happy Halloween! It's my favorite season! I say this every year, and then every year I'm like, or is it Christmas? It's the most wonderful time of all. What is this? What is this? White stuff everywhere! Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so I think some of you know we go a little crazy for Halloween in this household. We're talking in September, we start planning what the theme is going to be. We decorate our house and spend probably two months preparing for, for the big day. <laughs> this year we're doing pirates, so I'm building a pirate ship that's going to be sinking in my garage. My wife got the idea from Instagram, and she's going to build like a kraken and stuff like that. But we'll have, you know, skeleton Arr. pirates all over the porch, treasure. It's a family affair. We all get into it. So that's that's why it's, you know, a personal favorite of ours, because it means family time for me too, which is usually what most people think of when they think Christmas. Yeah, I love it. Our matey, my my brother-in-law also goes all out. I stole a whole bunch of his decorations this year, and he always has a big Halloween party. And last year I had to cut it short because I had to work. Uh, but now I, uh, the way my schedule works for my new job, I get to go to the party the full time and hand out candy, and I love it. I've always done that, and I love handing out candy and see all the costumes and see the kids, and the, it's just magical. It's a, I know that's corny, corny, but it it is a magical night in the realm of childhood and it just it's fun now to be an adult and see that because like it's almost like you're giving back do you guys know what you're doing to dress up this year are you guys doing a theme yes uh my brother-in-law always does themes and uh last year was stephen king and uh, i went as georgie and this year it is ghosts and i'm going as beetlejuice mm. yeah did i tell you that when we went to new york city that, you know, a thing to do in New York City is you go see musicals at night. It's kind of a thing. Even if you're not into musicals, you do it. We actually saw Beetlejuice, the musical, the musical, the musical. The, do you have to say it, the musical, the musical, the musical? <laughs> no, it's just my <laughs> wife. Uh, we, we had such a good time because, like, it breaks the fourth wall. Like, Beetlejuice talks to the audience. It opens up with, like, a ballad, and he makes fun of it immediately. It's it's a good time. Everybody's drinking. So I, I don't know. It just it had a special place in my heart. Everybody's drinking. It's got to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, if you're sitting there watching like Les Mis, I mean, super sad. You're not sitting there like you're miserable. Silent, like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you go there to feel worse about your life, not to feel better about it. Like Beetlejuice, you go there to laugh and have a good time. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so what are we reading this October for Halloween? As usual, I did my best to try to throw in some spooky reads. So to nail the 800-pound gorilla up there, yes, we are doing Edgar Allan Poe. We're going to do the Oval Portrait as well as William Wilson, which I've never read the Oval Portrait, but I have read William Wilson. I've made several references to it on this channel, so I'm excited to finally cover that. So that's the one about doppelgangers right i yep. think yep, you exactly. talked about look that at one. you yeah. you okay. do remember me telling I, you about it yeah. i'm so proud of you i'm gonna tozzle your hair right there just give it a little tozzle yeah. <laughs> and then the <laughs> oval portrait is that probably gonna be something i'm guessing like dorian gray uh probably the portrait is gonna be death <laughs> yeah that's the, a good question like how do you make it uh not dorian gray but <laughs> Uh, I'm sure Poe will have his own twist on it, though. So that's exciting. Yeah. Now, we've got another one that was recommended to us from our Discord called The Pale Man. I read that in high school a long time ago, and it's it's a little offsetting. I'll say that. There's a, there's one of those like motifs, like a running line, that you'll kind of remember throughout time, and you'll, you'll know it when we get to it because they repeat it a couple times. A couple times? Is it when they're mm -hmm. like 50 times? 
dude, come on, don't date it? me. Like high school is like how long ago? You think I you think I remember how many times it happened? Like watching watch when you read it now years. and it happens like twice. And I'm totally just overblowing how many times it happens. Hey, that's what we are. High school is drama. Yeah. <laughs> now the one that we are recording tonight is going to be Troll Bridge by Neil Gaiman. And look, I pronounced it correctly this time. Oh, good job. That's a fun one. That's yeah. a fun one. We've uh, where, where's my book on that one? We've been working through this book right here, Bedtime Stories, the Everyman's Killer Collections. Book, man. Yeah, it really is. I think we've, I mean, the the Poacher by Ursula K. Le Guin was probably my least favorite of the ones that we've read. But you know, this had Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which we loved. We mm. loved An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. I mean, that one's mm. just a classic. The Thing in the Forest, Young Goodman mm. Brown, mm. Troll Bridge, and oh. Uh, Night Face Up by Julio. Night Face Up. That's probably the winner so far. If I had to like, you know, sometimes you always tell me like, we'll pick a favorite this time or, Mm -hmm. you know, what would you say you had to read? If you buy that book, read that one first. That's the best story of the book so far. I I, I think each of these are a little bit creepy in its own way. Like there's like a little bit of like a haunt to them from like a Halloween perspective. Do you think maybe like this should be a new tradition? We pick one or two short stories for Halloween every year out of this book. I love it. Yeah. Let's start a new tradition right here. Boom. Done. Okay. Okay. Well, now speaking of Cortezada, we can't forget that we are going to be covering the blow up this month, which is an amazing story. I'm looking forward to releasing that. That video, I think, will be coming out right after this video. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah. Cortezada, is, uh, he's, he's really grown on me. I, I struggled with his stuff and now it's, 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 uh, it's getting good. Or I'm getting better. <laughs> now, another favorite author of ours is Nana Kwame Ajay Brenya, and we're going to do Finkelstein 5. I did read a little bit about like his stories, a little bit of plot synopsis for it. And uh, back like in February, I think, when we led one of his last stories, I was like, okay, that's a Halloween story there. At least I think. I haven't read it yet, and I'm looking forward to it because all of his stories have been absolute fire. So that'll be the Finkelstein 5. And from what I read, it looks like it's not going to be for the faint of heart. Okay, well, you had me sold. All all of the stuff has been great so far. And if it has a Halloween twist or even just a little bit of a horror twist, it doesn't have to be Halloween per se or, you know, anything in the realm of that um, scariness, I think is always going to, you know, Mm-mm, hit me in the heart there since it's that time of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, something that we've kind of accidentally been doing is Borges has this collection called Labyrinths, right? And it kind of picks, it's kind of like a, I would call it like a greatest hit kind of collection. But we've kind of accidentally covered eight of the first 10, essentially out of that book. Accidentally so at this did point, Borges. <laughs> yeah, so, well, I mean, we accidentally covered his greatest hits. So at you, this you point, understand like, the no, irony of that, right? Of how, what Borges would say about that. <laughs> you he'd, accidentally he'd covered all, me. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. could write a story and, and about that. <laughs> there's some universe out there where we purposefully covered him and it ended up in the same result too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or there could be some universe where we didn't cover any of his. And that is a tragedy. And those mm. Una and crypto should be erased and canceled from YouTube. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing the form of the sword. I don't know anything about it, but I think from here on out, you can count on us kind of walking through labyrinths and I need to probably maybe create like a new playlist for like the labyrinths book playlist and we'll just keep walking through that. Perfect. And then uh, the other 800 pound gorilla in the room we have been reading 800 and pound. 1600 800 pound page. 
800 page. <laughs> one day, yeah. 800 pages later. One yeah. day, 800 pages in four months and 17 hours. Una and Crypto finally finish and start to record Ulysses. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, small correction there. I mean, don't forget, you finished Ulysses. Three months ago. I bombed out. I did. And I think it's because I need to understand more and, and absorb more of what's happening. Just doing the quick reading isn't working for me. I'm just an analytical dude. So originally our plan was we were going to, we we're both going to finish it and read, read through it twice, right? That's just going to be crypto here. So he's going to be the one that is going to basically carry me. <laughs> and <laughs> some of these chapters I'll have read just twice. Some of these chapters I'll have only read once. But that's going to be the experience for going through it because I, I need to get into this more to, I think, fully indulge in what is Ulysses. And I, I would argue that I think that is how you... I would argue that that is a better way to enjoy James Joyce. If you're looking for just fun, easy, then you read Dubliners, right? Short stories, knock them out. They're amazing. Greatest collection of short stories ever. No argument. You, you, you can't, you know, you, you fight me. But if you're looking for depth and, and analysis, you read a, a book like Ulysses. And I think that one of the ways you only quote enjoy it is to do it that way. Uh, from my experience so far. So I, I don't fault you for DNFing this one. Yeah. Well, you'll have to tell us on the second round, and I wouldn't call it a DNF. I knew we were going to come back for the second round, and I knew I was not extracting out of it what I wanted. And I'm also kind Fair. of sick of that we've now been sitting on this for four and a half months. I'm like, let's, let's start <laughs> recording it. Let's get some movement going on it. And uh, I, I, you know, I kind of want to go back to the Hades chapter because that chapter was hysterical and I love that chapter. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's a book that really does. And I don't, I'm just, not spoilers. It really just does wax and wane of like you have a 10 out of 10 chapter and then you have like a one out of 10 chapter following it. So it's hard to psych yourself back up, especially when you're trying to just, you know, blast through the whole book. It is a little bit slow sometimes and, you know, jumping around from perspective is difficult, but we'll, we'll get into it. I wonder because I feel like maybe I'm completely misremembering this, but wasn't War and Peace a little bit of a peak and valley read for us too? Like I remember like really enjoying some chapters, right? Yes. And I also remember some chapters being like, oh, but I will say this. I have continued to return to like thinking about that book about like not the great man theory because that's not all that interesting. And we know that's not true. But the idea of, of what is our role in history, right? Like how much do we really control and how much do we really influence? And and for, I don't know, there's just something about that that I continue to return to it. Yeah, I think when you go to a chapter by chapter basis, as in War and Peace with Ulysses, there are ones that are going to be hit and miss. I mean, that's any book, right? But something like War and Peace, the we, we gravitated towards the historical element and loved it. And I think that once we start analyzing Ulysses and not just reading through it uh, just to read it, I think once we get into maybe the, the historical analysis of Dublin, of the characters, what was going on at the time, I think that that's going to play a major role. Then we'll start enjoying it more because you and I are history nerds. So we're going to get so much more out of the book than that, where if you just read it, it's sometimes hard to see and understand why these characters are doing what they're doing or why they're experiencing what they're experiencing, how their lives are unfolding without context. And that's so important. And not to like be mean, but James Joyce doesn't give you a lot of context. You do need a lifter 
book almost. You need a lifter guide. You need a lifter material to support that. And that's not a bad thing. That's just the way it kind of it is. Right. In my humble and opinion. And some people well, some people <laughs> would mark it as bad. You and I think like like I, I think to say literature has to be a specific way is almost demeaning to the creativeness that Ulysses is, right? Because like when we look at that, like you and I both are like, wow, that's actually really interesting the way he's playing with form. Oh my gosh, the stream of consciousness. While you and I read other books like that, didn't he's kind of like a forerunner in it, right? Like like one of the first to ever do it. So it's kind of unfair to judge it from like your own eyes, but the creativity is there. It, it, it really is fascinating to kind of do that. So I'm looking to see how many things I've missed on the second pass and using skeleton keys, of course. And that's the that's the cool thing about literature is it is intertwined. Uh, we talked about before. There's only what like seven stories, and they just keep getting retold over and over again. And Joyce does an amazing job of taking a very well known story and turning it into a day of these guys' lives of what's going on with them, and it's pretty incredible. But you do need, I think, some assistance from outside to really grasp what has happened. At least I did, anyway. Yeah. So we'll start making some progress on that. If you guys are interested in maybe some sneak peeks behind the scene, let us know. We can definitely throw something up on Patreon or something like that. And we are starting to throw up some of our longer form content as ad-free videos for those of you that wanted to watch those, but not necessarily go through the ads if you aren't already like a YouTube premium member or whatever it's called. I don't know. I got grandfathered in years ago. I don't even know. It was like red back then. I don't know what they call it now. You old. <laughs> I am. I'm old Google bones over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, thanks for spending some time. Uh, what are you looking forward to this month? Let us know what you're reading down below. As always, we might throw in a few surprises throughout the month. You never know when we're feeling saucy. Hope you guys are looking forward to Halloween as we are. Probably not. We're looking forward to it way too much. We've been <laughs> starting for a month now. <laughs> Peace out. Happy Halloween. <laughs>